What name could contain such a glory? In the cool breezes of Eden, brought from the infant earth, one arose, the voice of his creator speaking his identity to life. Adam, man. And as heaven waited short with bread, the creator spoke yet another, Eve, mother of all the living. So it was with Abraham, named in the promise as the father of nations, Peter, the rock upon which the church would stand. The name called to life the destiny within. The name set the stage for all that was to come. And unto us a child was born. And what name could contain his glory? For he was mighty God, as the universe gasped into being, flinging rays of light from his presence to pierce the void, to shatter the shadows to a tapestry of color. And he is mighty God, shattering our darkness, revealing our light, our truth in him. He was everlasting father when orphaned Israel needed a father's touch. When we, with grief-stricken cheeks, need the embrace of one who never leaves. When we have lost our way to dark horizons, it is our everlasting father who lights the way home. He is Prince of Peace. When, like Elijah, we need the still small voice in the turmoil's midst. When, like David, we need the melodies of his presence to soothe our troubled minds. He is sanctuary within our trials, shepherd guiding us to still waters. And yes, he is wonderful counselor, God who gives counsel in the chaos, crafting disorder into calm and failure into beauty. He is a voice for the voiceless. He is dignity for the stateless soul. It is he who raised up a lowly shepherd to become a king. He who took the fishermen of Galilee and made them leaders of history. It is the counselor who redeems our lost years, breaking chains that have kept dreams imprisoned and joy confined. The name reaches across eternity, exclaimed by the splendors of galaxies, sung by the passions of angels, roared in heaven's fervor, exalted in creation's unfettered rejoicing. What name could contain him? What title? What soul renowned? For this is our wonderful counselor. This is our mighty God. This is our everlasting father, our prince of peace. What name could contain Emmanuel, God with us, Yahweh, the great I am. What name could contain the word of life, the light of the world, the king of kings, the Lord of all. We bow to the name that holds every other in its matchless worth. What name could contain such a glory? What name but Jesus? We cry, Jesus. We cry, holy is the name. Wow, good evening. Would you stand tonight?
with us. We're going to sing about the name of Jesus and sing about the birth of Jesus together.
from the prophet Isaiah 700 years before the birth of Jesus the Lord himself will give you the sign look the virgin will conceive a child she'll give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel which means God is with us the people who walk in darkness will see a great light for a child is born to us a son is given to us the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. This is how the, Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit 
and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded, and he took Mary as his wife. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Everyone returned to their own ancestral town to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths, and she laid him in a manger, because there was no other room available for him. to invite you to stand as we sing together Hark the Herald.
story together. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, saying, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Then the angels... Uh, and the angels had returned to heaven. The heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let us go to Bethlehem. Let us see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby laying in a manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just like the angel had told them. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called, he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people, Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. 
and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I too can go and worship him. After this, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them, and it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with great joy. They entered the house and saw the mother with her child, and they bowed down to worship him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not die, but have eternal life. Wow, what an amazing experience service that we're having tonight, isn't it? Yeah, it's Christmas Eve, and usually around this time, I get pretty excited. I don't know about you, but around this time, you know, it's it's filled with excitement and anticipation, you know, putting up all the decorations, gathering family, all these different things. But this year, I, I didn't really feel that excitement. I, I mean, there's plenty of things that should have made me excited. Uh, you know, this is the first year that we get to celebrate Christmas with our daughter, who's six months old. So we were, we were so excited for that, but, but a lot of things came up that were unexpected. You know, we were really excited for our daughter to come into this world, but we weren't too thrilled about a global pandemic that happened and changed everything. We weren't too excited about how we couldn't do everything that we planned out that we would do with her in the first years, first months of her life. We didn't realize what the strain of being at home day in and day out would do to us and, and, and the, 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 the mental games that happened and all these different things that happened. We, we just didn't... No, and it's been hard. And I don't know about you, but even today, I'm not as excited as I normally would find myself because things are different. But God revealed something to me actually just yesterday. And we kind of in our household, because of everything that's been going on, we've been kind of just canceling everything and not, we're just saying, we're not doing Christmas. But last night, God revealed to me something really profound and he just said, no, remember what Christmas is all about. Remember that I am with you. And it inspired me. It inspired me that God is with me. So, so this Christmas may not be what I expect, but it can be better than I've ever dreamed of if I just step into what God has for me in this season. So what did I do? I took out the tree and set it up and we wrapped some gifts. And, and this morning I went out and bought those appetizers, those little, you know, the finger foods that you normally do when you go over to your family and, and you gather. And I'm not really good at cooking, but I'm going to try tomorrow to put that all together. And me, my wife and my daughter, we're going to sit down. We're going to have an amazing Christmas together and make the best of it. Why? Because God is with us. And he has a promise for you and for me that despite whatever's going on, despite wherever you are, wherever your heart condition is, maybe for you in this season you've experienced loss, maybe loss of a loved one, maybe loss of what normal life was, but God wants to do something new in your life. And I just want to encourage you that in this season to open your heart wherever it is, if it's hardened, if it's hurt, if it's upset, if it's angry, if it's happy, if it's joy-filled, whatever place your heart is at, your heart is at, I pray that God will reveal something new in this season, that you will embrace it because God is with you. So I'd love to pray together just really quickly over us in this season. 
So Father God, I, I thank you that you are with us. I thank you that even though sometimes we can feel disappointed, we can feel sad or angry or hurt or just upset with things not going the way we wanted to, that you are still with us, that your promise is still the same, that you will never leave us nor forsake us, but that maybe you're trying to reveal something new in this season for us. So Lord, I thank you that your word says that in all things to give thanks. And that today I give thanks and I pray that each and every person here will give thanks for what your son Jesus did when he came into this world on Christmas, Father, to save us and transform us. And Lord, I pray for transformed hearts tonight. So Lord, we give all that we are to you and we pray that you will reveal something fresh. In your name we pray, amen. Well, I'm so excited to continue this night with all of you and Next, we have an amazing video that our, our, our staff and some volunteers put together that's an original score that was composed and an original choreographed dance. So I'm going to ask you to remain seated while you turn your eyes to the screen and we'll enjoy this next little bit. is good. 
Thank you. 
what it's all about. Well, you may be seated as we welcome Pastor Jason. Well, Merry Christmas. You try following that. That's quite something. You know, why is reading and singing the story of Christmas so important? Whether you're here or whether you're at home, I want to just take but a moment and share why. You know, tonight we have read primarily from Luke, but there are other books in the Bible written by Matthew and Mark and John, which also tell the story of Jesus. You know, Matthew in particular chose to write Jesus' story, showing us the lineage through which Jesus was born. He does this for many reasons. One is to remind us that Jesus was human. As we've sang tonight, God became flesh. And as we read the names, the lineage of Christ, we see something significant. You know, as you read the various names, you see some who would have been placed on the proverbial naughty list, deemed by culture then and then today not good enough. Names like Rahab, who was a prostitute who actually became a family redeemer, or Uriah, who was the husband of Bathsheba, who was murdered by King David. Matthew reminds us through all of these names that the story of Jesus is a story of redemption, a story of humanity, every one of us needing God in flesh to redeem something in our lives, in our stories. I have hope for you tonight. If your story is not yet good, God isn't quite done. Another biblical author, John, tells us the story of Jesus, only he takes quite a different approach. He shows us not that only that Jesus is God come in the flesh, but that Jesus is divine. He uses themes like darkness and light. And John points all of us how free humanity can experience, if we use our freedom to choose, we can experience not only redemption, but another word, which is rescue. He writes to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And so in Jesus, we see both humanity and divinity. We see stories of redemption and stories of rescue. Tonight, I invite you to see it this way. God is righteous and he's holy and he's good. We are his creation and are, as such are responsible to him. And there is coming a day where every one of us, again, whether here or at home, will be judged in God's righteousness. And all of us on that day will be guilty because every one of us have broken God's law. None of us nice enough. God knows every sin we have committed in word, thought, or deed. And God is good. And God is what we cry for in 2020. Not only a God who is gracious, but a God who is just. A God who brings justice. So therefore, if he is just, he must punish sin. And sin, like a virus that we all know too well, spreads. Even if only a slight infraction or one infected. The penalty for sin is eternal separation from God. Not because God is cruel or mean, 
but because he is good and love. And love wouldn't give us that which we never desired or chose for ourselves, even if that is God himself. No amount of good works can erase my sin or our collective sin. And so as Matthew and John point out in the Gospels, we need both redemption and we need rescue. Our good God, in his mercy, provided a way for his justice to be satisfied and our sins to be forgiven. In love, Jesus came, fully God and fully man, living a perfect, sinless life. Christ, though innocent, bore our sins on that cross, satisfying God's wrath against sin. Because church, the Christmas manger leads to the Easter cross. Our good God invites us to turn from sin and in faith turn to Jesus, trusting Christ died in my place, in yours. And if we do this, all of the authors of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation agree that Jesus bears our sin and gives us his righteousness. No, not as an earned thing, but as a gracious gift. And so this is why it is important to sing and to share the story of Christmas, to remember Christmas isn't about how holy we are. It's about humble we must be to experience what Matthew highlights as redemption and John writes as rescue. Because in 2020, God with us is the only gift, it turns out, that we really need. I'd like to close in prayer, but I'd like to pray not my words. I'd like to pray the words of a follower of Jesus who experienced a crisis, although different, and from prison awaiting execution in Nazi Germany, Dietrich Bonhoeffer penned these words to inspire those who would ever read or listen to them. And this is what he prayed, and together we pray. May God in his mercy lead us through these times. But above all, may he lead each of us to himself. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to invite you to remain seated while we sing about God's extraordinary grace, purchased and found in the story of only one, Christ the Lord. Jesus, our Savior. 
tradition, our last song of the night for Christmas Eve is, is Silent Night. And usually we have candles and we light them, but because we can't blow out candles and we're not able to do that this year, we're just going to ask that everyone, if you have a phone, if you could take that out and put on your flashlight, we could make it look like the starry sky here. And uh, we're going to sing this together. And this is a beautiful way to close. Silent night, a holy night, for the grace of God is with us. Yes, I see them coming on, put them right on. And as you do, I just want to invite you to stand. And we want to invite you to sing with us this song. 
I love it. Just pulled it up. Perfect. It looks like stars. It's beautiful. It's been an honor to sing together. Thank you for joining us in song. So let's sing this song.
truly is a Merry Christmas because Jesus has come, God with us now and forever. And we celebrate with you. What an honor to spend Christmas Christmas with you both here and online today. Well, we want to invite you back again uh, for services. We're going to be online for the next few weeks. And so you can go to lifecenter.org to get all of the links for our Cornwall services, our Canada services, our Orleans services at lifecenter.org, 9 o'clock, 1045, 1230, and 5 p.m. Well, just before we let you go tonight, we have something we want to celebrate with you, something we want to give praise and glory to God for, and we want to thank you for, and it is for your faithfulness and your generosity. We want to let you know what we've been able to do as a church this Christmas, and there's a whole bunch of them, so wait till the end. It's so awesome. As a church family, we've been able to um, invest $100,000 into struggling churches in our city and in the area of Cornwall. Churches that have been struggling through uh, COVID and all of that, and it has been because of your faithfulness and your generosity. We've been able to invest $80,000 into ministries, both locally, throughout our nation, and internationally. We've also been able to sow $75,000 into the communities of Cornwall and Canada for ongoing ministry and mission to continue in those parts of our city. On top of that, through Gift for Kids and through the food hampers at the Life Center Food Bank, we have been able to serve 836 people, both here at Life Center families, community families, and also to serve the refugees from Stepstone House. So that includes 460 kids and 375 adults that we've been able to bless and serve this Christmas because of your generosity. I think we should give the Lord a hand for that. We give him all the praise and all the glory. Anything is possible because God is with us and he is truly multiplying your seed. So we thank you. We thank you for your generosity and we celebrate with you. Well, in a true family Christmas, we've sung together, we've prayed together, we've read the scriptures together. And it wouldn't be a true family Christmas without a little craziness. So here you go. wish everyone from Canada to Orleans to Cornwall a, a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas Life Center! I'm Sam. I'm Dawson. My name is Angela and we are the interns here at Life Center. We have the amazing opportunity to serve here uh, with this church community. We also get to see behind the scenes of ministry with the Life Center staff. And they are inspiring but also a little crazy. So to help bring some joy to the season, they put together a video for this special Christmas service. So on behalf of each of us at Life Center, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Jingle bell, 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 jingle
across Canada Cornwall and here in Orleans. We want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us online. We're going to say goodbye to you. And for those of you who are in the house, we're just going to ask you to stay seated.